every Arizona homeowner's best friend, and it all has to do with you. Thanks for tuning in. It's Rosie on the house. Your weekend wake-up tradition. Come on in to my house, but watch your step. Clean your shoes before you walk in the door. Good morning, Arizona. Welcome to my house. It's Rosie on the house. Now, there are some of you that may have woken up this morning, maybe a little bit more anxiety on your heart than normal. You weren't happy what happened with the stock market earlier in the week. Maybe some of the news of the global current events has you distressed. Well, you know what? You are in the safest place in the whole world right now because the next three hours, we're not going to talk about any of that. We're going to talk about the things that are closest and dearest to your heart, you, your family, and your home. And I hope you'll feel free to join the conversation. You could do that by dialing one 767 4348 That's one rosie R-O-S-I-E. The number four and the letter U, because that's what we are. It is Rosie here for you. Rosie for you. Good morning. Now, we have the mouthpiece of the Arizona Farm Bureau in studio with us this morning. <laughs> well, thank you. Now, I don't think that's your... <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> let me get it right. Your yeah. official title is, is Outreach, Outreach Director. Director. Right. I I'm like, outreaching to the people of Arizona because I love Arizona and, and agriculture. And all the ag that is involved there. I like mouthpiece better. <laughs> Julie's a regular returning guest to the Rosie on the House show. We bring her in monthly to talk about some particular aspect of Arizona agriculture going on at that particular time of year. And what better time of year to be talking about the Arizona dairy industry introduce your special guest absolutely rosie and jennifer thanks for having us in studio as always i love it because it's fun hanging out with the romero family but my guest today is tammy baker she's general manager for the arizona milk producers and if there's anyone that knows the dairy industry because she's been covering it for 20 plus years here and there uh, she's the one to talk to so tammy um Tell us real quickly about yourself and then give us kind of an overview of the Arizona dairy industry. It is amazing what we do here on our dairies in Arizona. It is amazing. Dairy's been a part of Arizona for a long time. Um, I work for Arizona Milk Producers and Dairy Council of Arizona, and we do, we're the marketing arm and nutrition education um, arm of the dairy industry and represent the dairy farmers. Uh, dairy farmers have been around for a long time. Um, really, it began when irrigation and alfalfa came to Arizona. And by 1957, there were over 370 dairies in Arizona. It was a $25 million business. And that's back when a million dollars was a lot of money. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And they actually only had about 80-plus cows per dairy. Things have changed a lot since then. We have... A, n a number of changes. First, 
We have only about 70 dairies now in Arizona. Down but, from what did you say 300? Yes, and, oh, and almost 400. And that's okay. a trend from uh, that's a trend across the United States, but the average size herd now is about 2000 cows. And although that sounds large and it is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> these are primarily 98% family farms and often family farms for generations. So we have a lot of families that are part of the community that are providing us with fresh, wholesome milk every day. Now, and Tammy, who was the first person that walked up to that lactating cow and said, I'm going to harvest some of that and drink it? <laughs> well, I can't tell you that. But what I can say is is dairy has been a very big part of Arizona and for a long time. And over 80% of the milk you see in the dairy case is from local dairies. And the other oh, That's fun, cool. Yes. It, and it's so local. It's an, uh, just a fun thing to highlight. And in fact, one of the things I posted on our social media channels today is how much milk does an average dairy cow produce. I know that you have that number. I mean, I kind of like to tell people, so you correct me if I'm wrong, but basically one cow can do anywhere from seven to eight gallons a day in their production, but you've got some other fun numbers that we... Yeah, um, an average cow for the year produces about 23,750 pounds of milk, which um, to translate into gallons is over 2,700 gallons per cow per year. So they are... Big producers, and, and they're very happy cows because a happy cow will produce more milk. So it's important for the farmers to keep them comfortable, to make sure they're taken care of, and they take a lot of time and um, energy to make sure that happens. So you've told me a lot of times as over the years as if we've visited that cows are fed extremely precise diets to keep them healthy and producing milk. And that's part of that whole element of keeping them happy and, and you yourself are a nutritionist. So why are the dairies so into this, their dairy herds having nutritionists on the farm? Well, cows, just like people, have various stages of their life. When they're young, they need a certain diet. When they're a little older, they need a certain diet. When they are about ready to have a calf, they need a certain diet. And when they're producing milk, they need a certain diet. So these nutritionists come in here and specially formulate their diets on the dairies so that it meets the nutritional needs of the cow for that period of time. And of course, from a young cow to a cow that's producing milk, there's a big change. So you have to have that precise diet. Um, cows are also really amazing recyclers because besides uh, some of the things that are formulated into their diet, they also bring things into their diet like almond hulls, citrus pulp, fruit and vegetable scraps. Really? And um, so they're great recyclers as well as animals that produce a lot of milk. You know, the other thing that, and the, it was a social media meme not too long ago that we posted on Friends of Arizona Farm Bureau's Facebook page. And it was taken by one of our dairy farmers. It might have been the Kerrs, the Rovies, one of the dairy farmers. But it showed the temperature inside where the shades are and the fans at 67 degrees. But you could step right outside that area and it would be 110 degrees. Mm. So that's how cool we keep the cows. And that's part of the quote unquote happy cows element. What exactly is the, you know, what's the background on that? Is it impacting besides the cow being happy is it impacting production 
Um, it, heat does impact production, but the main thing is you want to make sure that the cows are comfortable. And part of taking care of those cows is not only having vet veterinarians out regularly, having the nutritionists, but making sure they're in the ideal temperature for comfort and milk production. So if you go past a dairy, you'll see a shade structure, and then you'll see fans and misters in there too, and it drops the temperature as much as 30 degrees. Wow. Julie invited me on a tour one day. We went to several farms, and Kerr Family Farms was one of them. And I was totally amazed. I had no idea the care they take. And you talk about the science. My eyes were crossed. And I, I mean, the, the information that, he, that they shared about the genetics of the cows and the nutrition of the cows and what all is involved in keeping them happy. Um, you could tell they really cared about it. It was so clean. Well, it, in the dairy that you were on, the Kerr dairy, where we showed you the dairy, Wes Kerr, their son, and that's a generational farm family, like you said, what, 98% of our dairies here in the state of Arizona are family farm. And that's typical across the United States. But Wes, he is into genetics. So, and that's another thing that's really important about our dairy cows and why they're so productive besides us feeding them like a nutritionist should feed, like we should feed ourselves as nutritionists. (laughs) The diet would be totally different, but besides the nutrition, besides keeping them cool, we've got, you know, farmers like Wes Kerr and the rest of the dairy industry where they're really precise and understanding about those genetics and the genetics is another impact as to why our production with our cows here in Arizona and across the United States is so amazing. A- absolutely. And, you know, dairies, they're a lot of work. And these are family farms. They're part these dairy farmers and dairy families are part of the community. They take a lot of care and they have a lot of technology that they utilize to just to make sure the cows are comfortable that they're producing and that you have a safe wholesome product at the grocery store and it actually because we have so many local dairies it only takes 48 hours from the farm to the table 48 hours wow so i have another question i mean it's for us it's a big industry it's in the millions Almost one billion, actually. If you look at our um, USDA cash receipts and cattle and dairy kind of flip flop. Sometimes the cattle industry is ahead of the dairy industry, but both of those industries typically bring in cash receipts that are just under one billion. So my question to you is, what about the, you know, the jobs that it creates and all that fun stuff? Right. Because we have a nice large dairy industry in Arizona and we have um, large large dairy farms, we have a lot of people employed and it really contributes to the economy. Actually, over 44,000 jobs are created due to dairy, both directly and indirectly. Directly about 15,000, either working on the dairies and the processing plants and all of those areas associated with milk, but 29,000 indirect jobs. So not only uh, is the milk fresh and local, and when you drink it, you're, you're not only you know supporting your community, but you're also supporting jobs in Arizona. All of those employees, direct and indirect, being driven by an Arizona dairy herd, if my math is right, of about a quarter of a million dairy-producing cows. Right, right. And and a lot of the product that you see in the store is local product. Not only milk, but there's cheeses, there's sour cream, cottage cheese. Let's, let's share with the homeowners the secret of identifying locally produced milk when you're looking at the container. When you look at the container, if you want to know if the milk is local, 
Usually it's near the expiration date. You'll see another code, and the code will start with the number 04. And 04 indicates that it's from Arizona. There'll be other num there'll be a hyphen and then other numbers that follow, but the 04 means it's an Arizona product. If local produces 80% of our milk, what is the second place that provides the next? Where's the next? Do we know? You know, it, it comes from all over the place because okay. not only is it fluid milk, it's also cheese, it's yeah, also true, sour cream, true. it's ice cream. Well, so the critical thing is that we're producing 80% local, what you're buying at the store. 80% of it is within 48 hours old of being harvested. It's fresh. It's local. Enjoy it. When we get back more with Tammy Baker of the Arizona Dairy Association and Julie Murphy from Farm Bureau. You cannot have a show on dairy during the Christmas season and not talk about eggnog. <laughs> Absolutely. And not in our house anyway. That's right. I try to hide. You know, it keeps coming out earlier and earlier. So yeah, I, baby. I, I don't let yeah, the grocery baby. store you know, in that little gap time. I try to make it wait as long as it can. Sorry. That's a good strategy. <laughs> oh, that's that's a worth a good sucker. 10 pounds, me. I'm a sucker for eggnog. Man, I love eggnog. I don't know why they don't make that available all year long. And I found something on ArizonaMilk.org that says milk is the original sports drink. It's been fueling the will to win since 776 B.C. Wow. That's <laughs> so, quite the history. So there you go. Milk is a highly <laughs> nutritious beverage. It has 13 essential nutrients in it naturally. And I'll tell you something else. After a hot, sweaty run, the best thing to have, a glass of chocolate milk. Oh, yeah? Chocolate milk. <laughs> okay. It's a recovery drink. Great recovery. Yeah. Dan's Eyes and Alice Cooper Memorial Container oh, Chocolate yeah. Milk. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that chocolate milk is absolutely a great muscle recovery and muscle rebuilding beverage. And it's, it's more than just the great taste, but the type of protein in milk actually is a very high-quality protein that does help re rebuild and build muscle mass better than most other types of protein. So on that point, what are the local products that we can be really proud of here in Arizona now that we are more sophisticated shop shoppers, certainly the Rosie on the House listeners, because they know that code 04 means it's local, but give us the rundown of some of these amazing local products. You know, almost every type of milk in your dairy case is local. For instance, Shamrock is local. Fairlife is local. All of the private label brands, the Safeway Albertsons brands, the Bashes brands, the Fry's brands, all local. And Dan's Eisen milk sure. is local. So you have a wide variety of milks and eggnogs to choose from, <laughs> and they all are local. What are some of the things that we don't think about? I was kind of amazed. So, Rosie, you had a question about this, the cheeses that, you know. The cheese industry. In Here, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona provides a lot of milk that goes into making cheese. And actually, many people don't realize this, but some of the milk from Arizona Farms goes to a company called Schreiber Foods that makes the slices of cheese for McDonald's across the nation. 
So that's coming right out of here in Arizona. It is. It is. And then also in Arizona, um, there is a little cheese shop at a store called Milk and More on Broadway and Hardy in Tempe, and they make the cheese fresh daily. And you can go to ArizonaCheese.com and see some of the cheeses they make, but they make cheese, they make cheese curds, and they do amazing holiday cheese boxes at very reasonable prices. And again, it's local. And it's fresh. And I did post that on our Facebook page. So if you missed all that information, just hop on over there and you can give them a call and order up your box. The name of the store again? The store is called Milk and More. Okay. And the website is ArizonaCheese.com. And they do all kinds of cheeses, but you can also order cheese boxes for the holidays, for neighbors and friends, or for get-togethers. And it's a great place to go and a great value. Worth mentioning, too, it's, it's... Pickup only. It's yeah. pickup only, but oh, you can so call in your order or you can go online and order it. Perfect. Okay. Why wouldn't you want jalapeno cheese curds? No Especially idea. in Arizona. I, I mean, I mean to tell you, why, why would you not drive there and not buy Fresh. A, a five pound bag of oh. jalapeno cheese curds? I have to be really <laughs> careful because I could go through a whole bag. I love the jalapeno cheese curds, and they also have like a black pepper cheese curd Ooh. and a regular cheese curd. So there's quite the variety. And if you've never tried cheese curds, they are amazing. And again, they make them fresh every week. And Thank you, by the way, for the cheese boxes that you brought to the Romero family and myself. Thank you. So in that box were two packets of the cheese curds, and then what else was? Uh, four 16-ounce blocks of cheese as okay. well. Okay. And again, that's beautiful all Beautiful presentation local. as well. Yes. It was neat. Uh, one other thing that you've been noting, we talk about and all of the information that you provided for the show, Arizona Dairy is also exporting in the form of powders, so our Arizona milk is going all over the world. Our milk is going all over the world. And besides going into milk and cheese, we also have milk going into Ehrman's yogurt, a plant in Casa Grande. We also have uh, Daisy sour cream and cottage cheese, which is from our milk. Uh, Franklin Foods cream cheese use, utilizes our milk. And Safeway's um, select ice cream utilizes our milk as well. So a variety of products besides milk and cheese and Many of the powders are exported um, all over the world. That is Who funny. knew? Who knew? Who knew driving the Arizona highways and byways that over the horizon somewhere we had a quarter of a million cows producing 80% of the dairy products we're buying local in our neighborhood grocery stores. We're here discovering the world of Arizona dairy with Miss Tammy Baker. We appreciate you coming in this morning. She's with the Arizona Milk Producers Association and Julie Murphy from the Arizona Farm Bureau. We're going to be back, and I get to ask my number one gripe about the dairy industry when we get back. Mama, you're a cow eating good shout, playing in a barn, gonna go be milked twice Put dairy in our cup, that's what's up. Nutrients, protein, strong bones, yup. Singing, we will, we will milk out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. We will, we will milk out. The Arizona Milk Producers now has a new theme song. Yes. I love it. We're here with the general manager of the Arizona Milk 
producers, Tammy Baker and, of course, Julie Murphy from Arizona Farm Bureau. And I'm holding in my hand something I'll have to confess will be another rosy addiction. And I haven't even tasted it yet. Shamrock pecan pie eggnog. Oh, I'm save some oh baby, save some no, for me. It will be way too late before you oh. get access into this room. That bottle will be bone dry by the time you walk in here. Pecan pie eggnog. Wow. Death by eggnog. Uh, death by <laughs> eggnog. <laughs> man, oh man. Lots of holiday dairy events, right, Julie? Oh man, there's so much going on. And Tammy, I'm going to let you fill us in on it. Well, the holidays are a, a fun time for dairy. I mean, we utilize a lot of dairy. We utilize a lot of, a lot of butter and cooking. And, of course, eggnog is really popular. And Shamrock this year has a pecan pie eggnog, an Irish whiskey eggnog, a pumpkin spice eggnog, and, of course, their regular eggnog. And then you can get a variety of eggnogs from all different brands. So Dan Zeisens also have a wonderful eggnog. They're always that, very creative, aren't they? That's a good eggnog. Yeah, I a, can testify to that. That's a good eggnog. <laughs> and, and in addition to that, we have all kinds of holiday recipes on our we, on our website, ArizonaMilk.org. And Fairlife also has a number of holiday recipes on their website as well. You know, I have a question getting back to the types of milk. We, in the industry, you call it fluid milk, but basically that's a gallon of milk and I can get it skim. I can get it. But, you know, am I still getting the same level of nutrition if At, I get skim instead of whole? I mean, what's going on? That's a great question because you can buy skim milk, low fat milk, whole milk, chocolate milk, and lactose free milk. And as long as it's dairy milk, you're still getting those 13 essential nutrients that you would get um, if, let's say, you just bought the whole milk. People assume sometimes that it's it's different if you take the fat out, but no fat, full fat, lactose-free, all have the same essential nutrients and are high-quality protein. But aren't there some nutritional benefits for the fat? There are. They're finding now that the dairy fat um, really has a number of, of positives to it. it Especially for young kids, right? And And Teens? And, and our football players. Yeah. And the football player. <laughs> what knucklehead ever invented skim milk? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, you know, there's a variety of milks for a variety of tastes. So if you are a skim milk drinker, there's a beverage for you. But if you like chocolate milk, there's a ton of chocolate milks out there as well. Um, the only thing to remember is if it is not dairy milk, if it's a milk alternative, a vegetable-based milk, a lot of times you really need to make sure you're reading that label because it doesn't have the same nutrients. It doesn't have the protein, in fact, very little protein in many of the milk alternatives. So do read the label. And the dairy milk, again, comes in lactose-free as well as all different fat forms and flavors so you can get a variety there and you still get the nutrients and the brand that you really liked for the lactose was fair life is that the one um all of the fair life products are lactose free so it's wow. it's a and and you know all the 13 essential nutrients are there it has a special filtration process it's a great product i believe shamrock also makes a lactose free milk and you you'll find some of the private label brands also have lactose free milk so you have a variety to choose from so any of the alternatives, I 
to your point, we really have to read the label. But if I want to be assured of getting those 13 essential nutrients, the best place I'm going to do that is with dairy. Absolutely. Okay. There's another thing that you're teaching all of us about those three servings of dairy every day, and especially for moms about ready to have babies. Talk, Talk about that issue a little bit more. Well, some of the 13 essential nutrients in milk really, really play a substantial role in the development of a baby when a woman is pregnant. Um, we all need calcium and vitamin D for strong bones and teeth, whether we're a child or an adult, because it helps to prevent fractures. It helps to keep our bones strong, and it also helps in a baby's development of their bones. Um, also, besides the calcium and vitamin D, We've got a high-quality protein that I mentioned before. It's, it's great in building and repairing muscle. And then something we've been spending a lot more time focusing on lately is our immune system. Milk contains a number of nutrients, protein, vitamin D, zinc, selenium, and vitamin A that all support a healthy immune system. So when, you know, when we look at needing foods from the five food groups, there's a reason they say dairy is one of those five food groups and we need three servings a day. Okay, I'm at a fishing camp way down on the Gulf Coast bayous of South Louisiana, where I'm originally from. And I never land at a Louisiana airport without my first stop being a Piggly Wiggly grocery store (laughs) where they sell whole buttermilk. (laughs) And I'll buy a pint, and that's the first thing. I, I just drink the whole thing. So I'm at this fishing camp, and the first thing I do in my grocery shopping to go to camp is load up on buttermilk, because I'm going to be there four or five days, so I'm going to have three or four gallons of buttermilk over those course of days. And I'm sitting in the evening around the table, we're playing a little cards, and I've got my room temperature glass of buttermilk. And I'm sitting with a very prominent gastroenterologist from Phoenix, Arizona, that points at me and says, Rosie... If half, if my clients all drank a glass of buttermilk a day, I'd lose half my clientele. Really? Okay, so maybe you've helped increase the consumer demand for buttermilk because that's the only re- reason that we struggle with having it consistently here in Arizona, if, right? If you it's- would just print my recipe for buttermilk breath, uh, biscuits on every buttermilk carton, they wouldn't be able to keep it on the shelves. We just got to find a dairy that will give me whole but i gotta make whole buttermilk myself on the kitchen counter hey and gary I- do you have that little wham 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 well well i'm with you i love buttermilk oh man and um you know there are whole milk buttermilks and low-fat buttermilks but what it really comes down to is consumer demand mm. and there's only so much shelf space so i think if you go in Tell your local grocery store you want whole buttermilk, and if you can, you know, rally people to purchase Every, it on a on an everybody basis. Everybody do that. Everybody do that. The next time you're it, at yeah. your local grocery store, ask them why they don't have whole buttermilk. Gary, you can testify to the fact we've changed national building codes right here at Rosie on the House. Right, surge right. protection is now a national requirement. I've been saying that for 15 years. It's code now. We've chased illegal, immoral dishonest contractors with the assistance of the Register of Contractors, the Attorney General, completely out of Arizona. They operate in California. They operate in Nevada, Utah, and New Mexico. They're not here in Arizona. We chased them out. Rosie on the House can change 
the Arizona dairy industry, if everyone will just go to their store and say, I want a glass of whole buttermilk. I even haven't I haven't even had your biscuits and I'm ready to drink buttermilk. Oh, so man. let's get this going. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's uh, another thing that I'm learning from you, Tammy. You said between kind of segueing because how important the dairy industry is, including getting us buttermilk, but but there's a sustainability story with dairy. Uh, between 2007 and 2017, dairy made a commitment to sustainability, lowering their lowering their carbon footprint and have to almost 20%. In other words, it's reduced down to 20%, right? Dairy only contributes 2% to the greenhouse gas emissions, but we are working hard to get to net zero. So talk about that commitment. Well, just like dairy farmers take good care of their animals, they want to take good care of their land and, again, their community members. So they want to, you know, take care of that land for dairy, but also for the community. So they do a number of things um, regarding recycling and trying to reduce their carbon footprint. And we continue to work towards net zero. And they've already reduced it 20%. That's awesome. It's fantastic. But many people don't realize they, um, you know, water in Arizona is, is an issue sometimes. And Dairy farmers recycle their water as many as five or six times, wow. utilizing it for the cows to drink, utilizing it for washing areas, um, utilizing it for their crops in the end. Um, they're big recyclers in, in that respect. They also, many of them, are starting to have what are called methane digesters, which takes the manure puts it in the they put it in the digester and it generates energy how great is that how great is that a a digester is a mechanical a digester harvester a vapor harvester yes it harvests the methane vapor it's flammable it's ignitable you light it and and you generate Energy, it can be sold back to utility companies. And and some of the larger ones, it's enough energy and um, energy credits to to basically take care of uh, 300-plus houses for a full year. And I, when I first started with Arizona Farm Bureau about 15 years ago, I'd heard of a couple dairies, maybe half a dozen or something. But I continue to hear, uh, especially with our modern dairies, well, and even some of our older ones, putting on these methane digesters to – literally provide energy for their own dairy and also sell it to the utilities. So it's an amazing thing. And that that's another one of those kind of secrets that nobody knows about the dairy industry here in Arizona and across the United States. And it's getting more popular because our dairy farmers, as farmers and ranchers have always been, we're conservationists. We want to find ways to you know, reduce our carbon footprint. And we've been spending a lot of time with that. And and I think it's important to recognize that a lot of steps are being taken by the dairy industry and other parts of agriculture to do that because, you know, it used to be that our grandfather was a dairy farmer or our uncle was some kind of a farmer. But now, because there are so few dairies and agriculture in general is shrinking, many of us have no touch points with agriculture whatsoever. So, they only uh, consumers only understand what they hear, and it may or may not be true. But dairy farmers do care about the land and their animals, and, well, and it, it's having a, a wholesome product. I, I've had the occasion to tour one particular dairy in Arizona multiple times, and in one of the tours, there were men and women in white coats, cl- clinicians, you know, and and they're uh, separating 
the the different grain bins and the, all these grain bins are separate components that are being mixed into one conveyor that then feeds and then there's another group of clinicians over here in their white coats and their protective wear going through the poop pile <laughs> and, and and they're all in there with their beakers and their chemistry and and we ended up in like an hour and a half conversation right there about everything those scientists were doing to determine that the cow's getting exactly what it should be getting to produce the healthiest milk product humanly and bovinely possible. And just like every sector or segment within the complex agriculture industry, dairy is constantly testing, constantly researching. Um, dairy is one of the most highly regulated um, products in the U.S., and actually our American food supply is one of the safest food supplies in the nation. Amen. Amen. We're here with Tammy Baker, the general manager of the Arizona Milk Producers, and, of course, Miss Julie Murphy from the Arizona Farm Bureau, talking the dairy industry here in Arizona. But I do want to come back to my gripe about buttermilk when we come back. <laughs> How do you milk a cow? I wasn't in FFA. This camel's think I'm crazy. Welcome back to the final segment of the Arizona Farm Bureau Hour. We're here with Julie Murphy of the Arizona Farm Bureau and uh, Tammy Baker, uh, who is the Arizona Milk Producer General Manager. Yes. Yes. And also a dietitian, so we're learning all kinds of good facts. And, Gary, they're going to hire you away, so you just cut it out. <laughs> we need this I guy. I could use for a few bucks for Christmas, though, yeah. <laughs> great, great music this hour. What's that look for? Nothing. Uh-huh. You know, I think you're going to pass away thinking about buttermilk. Are you ever going to let it go? Nope. No? I'm, I'm going to take it to the grave and beyond. Beyond? Mm -hmm. The only reason I'll know I'm at the right address is if St. Peter opens the pearly gates and hands me a five-gallon bucket of pure whole buttermilk, room temperature, with a straw. That's heaven to you, huh? That's it, baby, right there. You'll have eternity to drink it there. So and, and, and I want to be. I want. I want a front row seat at the History Channel Theater. There, yes. Yeah. I want to see how it really happened. Miss <laughs> <laughs> no. Tammy, we had a question come in. I think it really bears a little discussion here. Um, the text question was, how is the expiration date calculated? And in talking about that, I think people are asking, how do I take care of that milk once I get it? How do I make, make sure I get a fresh product? And how long will it be that way? But that's a great question because there are a number of things involved in that and a number of ways you can extend the shelf life of your milk. First of all, you want to make sure when you buy the milk that it, it is not past the code date or the expiration date that you see. Um, if, it is, if you have several days, which is usually the case when you purchase the milk, then what you want to do to maximize the time it stays fresh is, first of all, take it right home. Uh, it is a perishable product, and one of the things to remember is it needs to be kept under 40 degrees. If you remember, life begins at 40. That's when bacterial <laughs> life starts. You want to keep milk under 40 degrees. And when you get it home, um, also remember that heat rises. So 
when you put it in your refrigerator, many people will put it in the door or on the top. If you put it on the bottom where it stays colder, you hmm. also can help to extend the shelf life. And of course, don't leave it out for long periods of time. Pour your glass of milk and then put it back in the refrigerator and you can extend the shelf life of it as much as two weeks. Which is good to know. Well, what are some final like product points to, you know, dairy and it's the Christmas season? Tammy, what, what do you think about during the holiday season when it comes to dairy? Well, I think of all the fun products that are out there just during the holidays. I think it's important to enjoy the holidays and enjoy some of the the great fun eggnogs out there because you only see them this time of year. Uh, There's also all kinds of holiday recipes that we have on our website, ArizonaMilk.org, as well as some of the other dairy companies like Fairlife number of holiday recipes on their site as well. But I think it's really important for all of us to look at ways to get those three servings of dairy every day for strong bones and for our immune system and for rebuilding muscle. And you can do that by just trying to include a little bit of dairy at every meal or in between meal during snacks and um, adding dairy to your recipes. And if you can try to get those three servings a day, it'll help you to stay healthy. And that's very important. We do have our seasonal pecans that we bake every year, and we use quite a bit of butter. So if you want that recipe, it's on our website. But those Mama K, Baby K seasoned pecans are always a big hit. A big hit. And I'll tell you, I'm on ArizonaMilk.org, and I see what I'm making. We have all of our grandchildren, all 11 grandchildren coming for a week at Christmas, I'm going to make them some of these snowman sugar cookies. That's those funny. Are, those are that's great. Cool. That's funny you mis- mentioned that because that is one of my favorite. That and there's a red shortbread cookie that is really good I'm as well. Hungry. And they're all using real butter, which is so oh, important. Oh. That's all that matters. One milk that pops in my head, evaporated milk. Does that come from here? Is it manufactured from here? or Is it involved in uh, all the other milks? You know, evaporated milk comes from a, vari- a variety of locations because it is shelf-stable. Um, you'll see all kinds of different products, and most of them do not come from here. But they are a great alternative um, if you need something that's shelf-stable. And also, you can utilize evaporated milk in a lot of recipes and um, actually even use it in place of cream if you're trying to cut down on fat. It can be a, a cream substitute. But um, evaporated milk still has all of the nutrients that uh, your fresh milk does. It just comes from a variety of locations. Because it is shelf-stable, it can be shipped across the United States. Miss Tammy, thank you so much for being a part of the broadcast this morning. Gary D., as the most respected broadcast engineer in all of Arizona, I have one question for you. What's that? If you took a fist-sized warm buttermilk biscuit... <laughs> Out of the oven, just golden brown on the top, just golden brown on the bottom. You split that baby moist and crumbly on the inside. And you put a doppel of whole butter on each side. Mm -mm -mm. Steens, cane syrup on one side. Stop it, you're hurting And a tablespoon of hot, warm steam boudin on the other. And had a Steens boudin whole buttermilk biscuit sandwich. Could we not change all of Arizona's? Eating habits. Well, it'd be Arizona La. <laughs> yeah, Arizona La. Arizona, Louisiana. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, oh. Tammy, you've got a new mission after today with your power and influence in the dairy industry in Arizona. I'll work on that buttermilk. 
work on that whole buttermilk. I would certainly appreciate Julie, thank you so much for coming in and bringing another one of your very special guests. We've been talking temperatures. We're going to talk temperatures of your home, your house, and your castle all the next hour. Don't miss it.